Well, it seems like Big 12 expansion is done, at least for now. What's up, everybody? I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Of course, we cover the Big 12 conference from top to bottom. Thanks for joining us on YouTube Live, on the podcast, on the radio show as well. Always appreciate you being here as um, we get another show, another episode underway at Heartland College Sports. Hit that subscribe button. We always appreciate you doing that. And uh, it helps us grow this show every single day. And the college football season is now just a couple of weeks away. Now, before we get to the season, some of the things happening. Uh, expansion. I think we're done on the expansion talk for a while. I mean, the season starts in two weeks. So I think we're done. But you never say never, right? But the latest here is Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner. He did some media rounds this week with some of the new newspapers in the Big 12, like the Arizona Republic. And he was pretty clear saying, right now, we're done. Here's the quote from your mark. He said, we had a vision, we had a strategy, and effectively, we've been able to execute it. Initially, I wasn't sure if we'd go to 14 or 16. I think 16 was kind of a dream scenario, candidly. So from our perspective, our focus now is to integrate the four incoming schools as quickly as we can, get them comfortable, We feel really good about our future and what our membership composition looks like when you look at it in terms of where we were, where we are, and where we're going. That's Brett Yormark to the Arizona Republic saying right now we're done and adding those comments after the fact. And you know what? The Big 12 should be done for now. The Big 12 does not need to expand beyond the 16 teams that it has. The Big 12 has solidified itself as the clear number three conference in the country. There's nothing else the Big 12 can do right now or will do to surpass the Big Ten or surpass the SEC. Uh, Frankly, you know, I I wonder if the number two slot, so to speak, in the Power Five is up for grabs. But I'll save that conversation for another day. Um, Right now, you look at it and you just got to look at the Big 12 and say there's the SEC, the Big Ten. And all right, there's a bit of a gap, but there is the Big 12 solidly in that number three slot. After that. You have the ACC, but the ACC is on thin ice. The ACC, I believe there's a lot of infighting there right now. Florida State would have left yesterday if it could. Florida State's deadline or the ACC deadline passed earlier this week. If Florida State or Clemson wanted to leave for another conference by 2024, it had to be by this past, I think it was Monday. Might have been Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday of this past of this week. And it didn't happen. So we know at least through 2025, or I should say through the summer of 2025, the conferences are going to be what they're going to be. That much we know, at least when it comes to the Power Fives. Now, what the Pac-12 looks like, I have no idea. But for all intents and purposes, the Pac-12 is dead. The Pac-12 no longer ceases to exist. Whatever happens with the four teams, I don't know. Whether they add some AAC teams, they go to the Mountain West, whatever it is, if they rename the Pac-12 under some different, you know, ideation, it doesn't matter. There are now four power conferences. College football playoff will have to figure out how it's going to do it with a 12-team playoff. You cannot have this Pac, whatever it's going to be. You cannot give them a situation where they are getting um, guaranteed bid. I'm sorry, you can't do it in this environment. You can't do it with that conference with the way it makes up right now. So that's got to be figured out. That's got to be changed. Uh, They're going to have to make a serious move on that and figure out what to do about that. So that's got to change. No doubt about it. That's got to change. 
There will be a lot of changes. But if you're the Big 12, you sit back, have a drink, kick your feet up, smoke a cigar if you want, and enjoy life for a little bit. Because you've got yourself in a position where you're number three. And you're a solid number three. This is not a debatable number three situation. You are solidly as the Big 12 Conference in that number three position. And the Big 12 should be very happy about that. Now, the other thing, all rumors surrounding UConn and uh, Gonzaga, those are no more. Brett Yormark also telling Andrew Marchand, um, saying here on his podcast, the conversations are no longer. Writing UConn and Gonzaga. He said, unfortunately, things didn't work out only because the dream scenario of adding Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah unfolded for us. So Brett Yormark made that very clear. That basically the reason that um, the reason that those two teams are not being considered is because the perfect scenario played out where they poached the four corner schools from the Pac-12. So there's no need right now to look at UConn. There's no need right now to look at Gonzaga. I never liked the idea of adding Gonzaga because I thought it was too tied to Mark Few. They don't have any football to speak of. And I don't think Gonzaga is Gonzaga in the Big 12 Conference. I've thought that for a very long time since the rumors began. Um, UConn, on the other hand, you can make a stronger case for. They have football. It's not very good, but they have football. Uh, they have, obviously, a program that's won, what, five national championships in basketball the last quarter century. You can make a much better case for UConn. Old Big East rivals with West Virginia. You can make the case much better for UConn than you can for Gonzaga. But for now, for the Big 12, let's get this transition done, right? Let's get this transition to 16 teams. You got four new teams this year. Then Texas know you are out. Then, of course, you got the four new ones coming in next year. Let's just figure out the scheduling. Let's make sure everybody's on the same page, and then we'll go from there. That's what makes the most sense right now for the Big 12 Conference, and that's how this league should be looking at it. There's nothing else to say on that front outside of simply pointing out that the Big 12 is in a great place, and there's no need to do anything else at this point in time. I like the idea that the Big 12 is done. For the time being, I like the idea that the Big 12 is done. The Big 12 should be done. So uh, we'll start off the show on that note. Thanks for joining us. If you're new, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. A great way to help us build uh, this show here at Heartland College Sports. We're doing it every day. Thanks to you on YouTube, on the podcast. And of course, you leave a five-star rating and review on any of our platforms and you get a Heartland College Sports koozie. That's right. I put them in the mail for you. Just send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Now, if you didn't see the news, uh, the Big 12 announced its halftime performer for the Big 12 football championship game. And it's getting hot in here, baby. Ride with me to the game as Nelly is the halftime performer. You like what I did there? Woo! Let's go. That's right. Nelly doing a halftime show at the Big 12 football championship game in December. And um, I put up a poll on Twitter. I wanted to get your guys' feedback on this. I gave you three options on Twitter for your thoughts on Nelly. Love it was one option. Eh was the second option. Hard pass was the third option. So the winner right now after nearly a 1,000 votes, is, eh. That's in the lead with 43.1%.
Love It is 42.1%, and Hard Pass is 14.8%. That's what the Twitter poll is showing right now here at Heartland College Sports. So that's what we're looking at right now with Nelly getting the halftime show. That's right. Now, I've seen Nelly. I'm going to throw this out there just so you guys know. I saw Nelly at halftime of the Chiefs-Bills playoff game in 2022. This was the epic comeback for the Chiefs when they were down late, 14 seconds to go. They get the ball downfield. Uh, Mahomes sets up Kelsey. Then they get the field goal. Then they beat the Bills in overtime to go to the AFC Championship game, which they lost to the Bengals. This is two years ago. So I was there at Arrowhead Stadium for that game, and I saw Nelly perform at halftime. And I got to tell you, Nelly puts on a good show. Now, I know, you know, we're 20 years late on the, the you know, peak Nelly years. Let's be clear here. I mean, I was looking it up this morning. I'm like, gosh, I'm not an old guy sitting here in my mid-30s, but when I see that, uh, you know, Nelly's Ride With Me came out back in 2000, uh, all of a sudden I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, geez, I feel like that was just yesterday. But anyway, he's going to do a good show. I think for the Big 12, like Taylor Swift's not showing up to the Big 12 halftime you know, show. That's not happening. You're not getting Coldplay. You're not getting uh, you know, your favorite washed-up rock artist. Mick Jagger is not coming to town. It wouldn't be a fit anyway. But it is interesting to me that the highlight of Nelly's career, like the high point of Nelly's career, the college kids who are going to be at the Big 12 football championship game will have not been alive for the peak Nelly years. Think about that, right? I mean, if Ride With Me came out in 2000 and these kids in college were born in what? 01, 02, 03, 04 ish? I mean, oh my gosh. Uh, they weren't alive for peak Nelly. Now, it doesn't mean they're not going to appreciate the music. I hope they do. <laughs> they should. Hot in Here came out in 2002, by the way. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think it's a good get. I think realistically, who is the Big 12 going to have perform at a halftime show? Nelly's a solid get. You got to be happy with Nelly as an option uh, if you're a Big 12 fan. Now, the question is, who's going to be there? which teams are going to be there. And I'll give you my thoughts on that here before the season starts. Not going to do it right now, but you know, I would say if you're a fan bait or a fan of Texas, Kansas state, Oklahoma, Texas tech, um, I think you should be maybe brushing up on your Nelly. How about I give you that? If you're a fan of any of those four teams that I just named, then you should brush up on your Nelly or get to learn Nelly. If you're watching this show and you're, you know, a student and you're like, Nelly, 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 geez, I think my parents were listening to that a little bit back in the heyday. Yeah, well, ask them about Nelly. I think you'll like what you hear. Puts on a good show. And if you put on a good show at Arrowhead, and that game, by the way, was like 10 degrees, he'll do great in the climate control of AT&T Stadium that is Jerry World. He's going to be just fine. So I I think overall, Big 12 fans should be happy, should be pleased. And it's part of Brett Yormark's larger plan here. Brett Yormark is bringing the entertainment to the Big 12. He's adding that element to it. He's professionalizing college sports, which was already happening, right? This is continuing to add to it with an angle of entertainment that, um, you know, will be fun for the fans that end up going there. Meantime, something I'm not happy about here on the show. 
TCU is indefinitely pausing its series with SMU after their game in 2025. Now, these two teams have been playing since 1915 outside of the COVID year. The Iron Skillet. They have played in consecutive years since 1989. So they haven't played every year since 1915, but that's when, of course, they first played. They've been playing mostly since then and every consecutive year for the last 35 years at this point. And now we've got a situation where they're not going to be doing it anymore after 2025. And there hasn't been a lot in terms of explanation, which is disappointing. But this is one of those things that if you're a college fan, and obviously if you're on this show, you're a college sports fan. You've got to hate this about what's going on in college athletics. You know, we spent a lot of time when it comes to Big 12 expansion, right? It's been a, a big part of what we talk about here. And it's been a very exciting time. This show has grown tremendously because of college expansion. But I realize as much as anybody what we're losing with these rivalries. And if you're a Big 12 fan, you know it as well as anybody. Texas and Texas A&M is no more. The border war, Missouri-Kansas, no more. We've seen some of the great rivalries, Nebraska-Oklahoma, no more. They're gone. And they've been gone for over a decade now, those great rivalries. I remember sitting, my first radio job in western Oklahoma, uh, Thanksgiving night, watching the last Texas versus Texas A&M game in 2011. Sitting on the couch with a buddy who actually played fullback at Texas back in the late 90s. Uh, he blocked for Ricky Williams, and he was he was really shaken to the core on the idea that this game was not going to continue. Now, I know life goes on, and you can say, well, it's just a game. I, I, I get it. We talk about games. We talk about sports on this show. That's what we do. But you can still hate the fact that what's happened to the sport over the last 15 years has resulted in the best part of the sport going away. The pageantry and the rivalries They're what make college football and college athletics, in my opinion, in many ways, better than 99% of pro sports. Those two things. And the pageantry has hung on for the most part, but the rivalries are going away rapidly. Like every time we go through realignment, the rivalries are going away. Can you tell me? The only rivalry that really you can say has benefited from conference realignment is is going to be BYU-Utah, the Holy War. That's now going to be a conference game, and that's exciting. But And you could maybe say Colorado. The Big 12 is bringing back rivalries to college football and college athletics. There's a novel concept. But it's sad. Outside of those two examples, can you find me another one? Jeez, can't wait for the USC-Rutgers game. <laughs> can't wait for Vanderbilt-OU. That should be hot and heavy. Like, no. And I get you're going to get, you know, if you want to say Texas, Arkansas comes back to some degree. Okay, fine. Maybe. I don't know. But you're losing this. And it's bad for the sport. It's bad for college athletics. I don't like that this is happening at all to college athletics. But once again, it's not the Big 12's fault by any stretch of the imagination. It's not. Never has been. It's never going to be. If history properly writes itself, it's the Big 12 is not going to be able to have the finger pointed at it. No way. 
But the iron skillet, and I don't know why it's going away. I don't know. You know, we haven't really heard anything beyond the fact that it's going away. I don't know if TCU is like, hey, we got this, you know, rough and tumble Big 12. We don't want to bother with a quality game like SMU in the non-con. I, I, I don't know. But I do know that the leaders of these conferences, Brett Yormark, Greg Sankey, they should do whatever they can in conjunction with the TV networks who are pulling the strings here to make sure they maintain as many of these rivalries in the non-conference as they can, if everyone agrees to it. I don't expect Bedlam to come back anytime soon. We know that's going away, sad to say, right? I mean, that's, that's as disappointing as anything, that that game is not going to be played going forward. But if you can get TCU and SMU to agree, and I don't know why, unless there's some incredible reason why TCU does not want to play this game. I mean, can we twist some arms and get this back? The Apple Cup between Washington and Washington State, that's been played 114 times. That's going away. The Civil War. Oregon-Oregon State, fifth most played rivalry in FBS with 126 all-time meetings. All of them will be gone after 2025. That's a loss for college athletics. And I hate that for the sport. Very good point on YouTube. Texas versus Texas A&M is going to be coming back. Very good point. That comes back with the Longhorns coming to the SEC. You're right about that. That one does come back. I forgot about that. Um, but, man, I just I hate the fact that this is happening across college football. And you know what? Unless the TV networks start getting involved, then that's how it's going to play out going forward. That, that's just, that is how this thing is trending. It's not really going to be about the rivalries anymore. It's going to be about what puts teams in the best position to win as many games as they can in these new conferences, rivalries, matchups that appeal to the diehard fan, be, be damned. I, I don't know how else to say it. I, I want to be wrong about that. I don't want to be right about where college sports is heading, but it's hard to see how it's heading anywhere else. And yes, you know, the old saying of rivalries will be built. Yeah, over... I mean, at minimum, 25 years, right? Minimum, 25 years. I don't feel like waiting 25 years for a rivalry. I don't feel like waiting 50 years for a rivalry. Do you? Because I sure as heck don't. And you can't tell me, even if you're like me and you're accepting and a fan of what the Big 12 has done on expansion, you can't tell me if you're a real college sports fan, you think the iron skillet and bedlam going away is a good thing for the league or for the sport at large. It's not. And those are the things I want to see come back. Um, that's what I want to see come back. That's what I want to see happen. And the more we can get that to happen, the better off the sport is going to be over the long term. And that's a big deal. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. Thanks, as always, for being here, for joining us, for getting involved with the show. Um, we always appreciate you guys as uh, each and every week we're here, we're joining you, and we are, can you believe it, two weeks away, oh my goodness, two weeks away from getting the season underway. It's right around the corner. Cannot wait. Oh my goodness. I'm going to give you my picks for the season here um, as we get into the next couple of weeks before the season starts. We'll have uh, weekly picks against the spread that I like, so we'll be doing all that and much more. Be sure to subscribe to the show. As always, please, it'll take you 30 seconds before the season starts. Now is the time to do it if you haven't done it yet. It helps us build this show tremendously. 
on all of our digital platforms. And my way of saying thank you is sending you a Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks to all the new fans who are coming in. We appreciate you so much. Take 30 seconds out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.